Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Not going to let you guys ruin oh, my yes. Tuesday morning. Oh, it's going to go down like No this more today. of this clap stuff. This is not how our show needs to roll. I think, it, I think it is. The people have spoken. More clash. It sounds like something bad you catch. Like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Ah, uh, I'm not going to be able to make it out. I, yeah, I, got, I, the, got, the I got the clash, man. I got the clash, yeah. yeah. They just used the ointment for the class. I just got a prescription, so I should be good. I should be in the clear. Should I? No. If you have the class, you shouldn't be good. (laughs) Probably shouldn't go. (laughs) Don't go out. Should I go? No. No, stay home. Stay home. Don't come out with the clash. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. J. Will is here and ready to go as always. I'm Alan Hahn, and we also have Mike Tannenbaum joining us as well. And Mike, um, I guess I apologize in advance for... The, I guess whatever opened the show here was a harbinger of what the next it's hour is ridiculous. going to be. So, sorry, Mike. Do you know the Clash, Mike? Are you familiar with Mike the Clash? Ta- Mike Tannenbaum That's knows a, the Clash. That was, that was the, the train in vain. Uh, absolutely, you know you can't grow up in the '80s and not know the Clash, and that was that was a good album. But I, I'm staying for the hour. I'm not going, so I, uh, I'm all in. There's no ambiguity with me. <laughs> I love it, but but you know, and, and the perfect guy to have on right now after what's going on in San Francisco, oh, or yeah. the question marks about what's going to happen now in San Francisco at, at the number three pick after they make the aggressive move up, and it. I mean, who do you want to hear from first? Is it John Lynch or is it Kyle Shanahan? Kyle Shanahan, like we all like like to like get a little bit of caffeine before the show, right? Get ourselves a little fired up. This is a lot of caffeine, Mike. Mike, I got to ask you as somebody that had to answer a lot of questions in your time as a, a front office executive when it comes to decisions or even decisions you haven't even made yet. So, when you have to answer questions that you don't either have the answer yet for or don't want to reveal the answer for, I'm sure you tend to get a, a, like you know turn it into a race of words, word salad, as people say. Take a listen. To, here's Kyle Shanahan. Had a, with the Niners press conference, and he talked about the quarterback situation. Now that they moved up, oh, you must be taking a quarterback, and what, what does it mean for Jimmy G? Try to keep up with the coach right now. Take a listen. It's going to be hard to find a quarterback that gives us a better chance to win than Jimmy right now, uh, especially even a rookie in the draft. Um, so that's what you look into. Now, if someone wanted something for that and it can make your team better in a lot of other ways, you, you listen to that, but it also depends on how good you feel about that rookie. And we're not there yet right now. And odds are we probably won't be. That's why we're happy that we don't have to be that way. Uh, we got a guy in here who we know we can win with, a guy that our players love, that we love. Um, and uh, we're excited to have him this year, and we're excited to have a hell of a quarterback right behind him, um, learning from when the time's his. How's his ACL after all that pivoting? It's oh, so, my goodness. So many quick pivotings, Mike T. <laughs> you know, back like, oh, we got Jimmy G, but obviously somebody wants to throw us a low. But, uh, you know, we still like our quarterback. But it's always good to have another great quarterback behind him. Whew. Jay Will, he has about as much short area quickness in that press conference as you did at Duke. Wow. He was uh, <laughs> all over the place. But, you know, in all serious guys, just remember this. Communication isn't what's said. It's what's heard. And really what Kyle was saying is, Dear 31 teams, Jimmy Garoppolo is totally available, and if we get the right value, <laughs> he, he, he could be gone before the end of this press conference. And I think what he's saying is, look, we're, we're, we will play with him for this year, um, but they're going to obviously try to trade him, and he certainly was trying to leave himself enough wiggle room. And I think you know the, the challenging part for him, and we saw some of the threads of this comments from Urban Meyer the other day about how they're leaning towards Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer only took the job to coach Trevor Lawrence. Like, that decision was made months ago, just to be clear. And obviously, you don't trade two first-round picks 
and a third round pick without knowing exactly who you're taking. So they know who they're taking. They're going to try to trade Jimmy Garoppolo if they get the right value for him. If not, I, I do think they would keep him for the year because of the rookie contract they could afford it from a cap standpoint. Yeah, I, I love I, at least what Urban Meyer did was I'm not going to waste everybody's time. You know what I'm doing. Exactly. Grab your Sharpie. Just write it in. You know, we'll move on from here. And as we know, the draft really does start at the number two pick with the Jets, and we'll get to that certainly uh, in a moment. But but what does it mean when that that, that the Niners – Move up, and then they decide John Lynch is going to be at Mac Jones's pro day instead of Justin Fields' pro day. Is that also something to read into? Is this some smoke screening going on as well? Yeah, Alan, like to me, guys, the draft really starts with four. The Atlanta Falcons are on the clock because we know that number one, Jacksonville, for sure, is taking Trevor Lawrence. We know for sure that number two, the New York Jets, are taking Zach Wilson. How do we know that, guys? Because San Francisco gave up all those picks to Miami to go to three. If they could have given up the same value, go to two, they certainly would have done that. And at three, clearly they're taking Mac Jones. That's why today, and I think it's worth noting, as you mentioned, Alan, that today Mac Jones is throwing in Tuscaloosa and Justin Field is throwing in Columbus, Ohio. Both John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are in Alabama. That is not a coincidence. Mike T, hear me on this. So last night, I'm with my daughter, and her favorite movie is Nemo, okay? And it's Dory and Marlon, Nemo's dad, and they're kind of diving into this dark alley, right? This really dark cave, and they see a shiny light, and they're like, oh, look at the light. (laughs) It's so beautiful. And they go towards the light, right? And it's a the picture opens up, and there's a fish with all these teeth, right? It's a trap. Why are we always following the light once again with John Lynch? Mm. Like, John Lynch always sets us up for stuff like this. Did it back in 2017 when he fleeced Ryan Pace of the Chicago Bears for Mitchell Trubisky after he brought him in for a workout. Did it again in 2019 with Quinnen Williams, right? They treated him to IHOP. They came in and said, hey, look, he's a special type of player. He's one of our type. Gave this whole interview about him. Led you up. Well, he might be our guy over Nick Bosa. Took Nick Bosa. Like, I just feel like it's so obvious Hey, we're going to go to Mac Jones Pro Day. We're going to sit there. We're going to evaluate talent. It's so obvious, even though, by the way, Justin Fields has already been to Kyle Shanahan's QB camp. He's already seen a lot of footage of him. Knows him. It, it just it feels like it's one of these setups because it's so obvious. Why are we attracted to the light once again? It just feels like John Lynch has us exactly where he wants us, Mike T. Doesn't it feel that way slightly to you? Yeah. Yeah, Jay, well, look, you could very well prove it to be correct. You know, that, that's an interesting theory. I think what's slightly different is, I feel like in this situation, why it's a little bit different is the haze in the barn, meaning they know that one and two is set. Again, it's Lawrence to Jacksonville. It's Zach Wilson to the Jets. So now we control the draft. So unless something comes along like Aaron Rodgers being available or the Deshaun Watson situation turns differently where – it's clear that there could be a trade which is imminent, which I don't expect to happen. But my belief is they've made the decision. They gave up, again, a massive, massive amount of draft capital. It bears repeating two ones and a three just to move up nine spots. So in my mind, unlike when you're talking about things like Nick Bosa or Mitch Trubisky and you're trying to maximize draft value, I think this situation, the haze in the barn, they know what they're doing. And I do think it's meaningful that because of COVID protocols, they could certainly be close to Mac Jones today in Tuscaloosa. It's not the same in terms you can't have dinner with him, but you could still get a lot done in person. And I guess like the only other aspect of this dynamic that's interesting to me is 
Because of the premium they gave Miami, and again, Miami really deserves credit because they maximized the value of the third round, the third pick overall, is if there was any doubt, if there was any sort of like 50-50, 45-55, they could have waited until after today and said, hey, we want to see this guy up close. So whatever they're doing, and again, I'm assuming it's Mac Jones, to me, based on what they traded guys, they are fully convicted in their position. It's a lot of spots to move up to, I also to like, get Mac Jones. Yeah, that's, that's one question, of course. Also the fact that, Mike, you used the word convicted. Mm. Oh, <laughs> that can be thought of in many different ways when it comes to that decision. But still, it, it does certainly make for conversation. As Jay said, there is a history here of sometimes just a little bit of smoke and mirrors. But that's the fun part of the draft. That's where we're at. See if we play a little Sonny Weaver once again uh, on draft day remains to be seen. But – how do you get an A plus and a C minus on the same test? I know. I did it a lot in college. Mike will explain <laughs> after Jay has this from Goodyear. Goodyear knows when the season starts heating up, so do the possibilities. That's right. Playoff hopefuls are beginning to emerge, and contenders are solidifying their position. From here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to build up to the moment, but it takes everything to capture it. Goodyear, more driven. What happens to Jimmy Garoppolo? Sure, they're going to be trading him, right? Not so fast. At six, Miami can get the wide receiver. That is the thought process. You look at Philly. No one in the city can figure out what exactly they're doing. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. KJZ, Alan Hahn, Mike Tannenbaum, hanging out with Jay Will, ESPN Radio. Now, I want to set this up the, the right way because we want to get people the opportunity to be part of this conversation and, and talk to Mike Tannenbaum and ask him questions too. So we're going to play Ask the GM in, uh, let's do the math, in about 15 minutes, right? Ooh. So 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Get in line now while you can so you can ask the GM the question. I want to hear some hard, tough questions from Mike T. We need some real questions. Don't call him with the fluff questions. Jay, well, hey, don't give me a fantasy football yeah, question. Yeah, I, I want either, the real stuff, right? guys. Call him with the heat. Bring the heat. I like that. Hey, Jay, well, I, I get that from you every Jets Monday fandom. morning. With, you know, I, <laughs> I feel like I get the heat every Monday morning from you guys. <laughs> you always bring the heat, Mike T. Well, again, That's why. When you've been a GM in the NFL, you understand heat. You've been on the hot seat many times. That's just how it is. That's that life. So. Anyway, that's coming up. But right now, we got Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You know what we're going to do right now, Mike Tannenbaum? We're going to grade the trade. Are you ready to do this? Yes, sir. All right, let's go. Well, the 49ers-Dolphins trade, obviously the biggest news from Friday. So if you're grading that trade for each team, what would you give the Niners and what would you give the Dolphins? 
Yeah, well, starting from the Dolphins standpoint, I give them a perfect score. I give them an A+. Plus. They wow. really maximize value. They moved back nine spots, guys, and picked up two future first-round picks and a future third-round pick. You can't do any better than that just from a standpoint that you're still in the premium part of the draft. So to go from three to 12 is really remarkable. And from a 49er standpoint, I'm giving them a B-, and here's why. We've really touched on it, Jay, Will, and Allen, which is – you're moving up. You have a really good team. They deserve a ton of credit for that. But the reason they get a B- minus is there's still some incomplete parts of the evaluation from spending time with Mac Jones, spending time with Justin Fields. So unless an Aaron Rodgers or something else comes out of the blue, Russell Wilson isn't going to be traded from Seattle to San Francisco. I think they could have waited. I think they could have solidified more of their planning and still had plenty of time to make the trade. Miami would not have made that trade with another team without circling back to them. So I think it's a good trade. I think it could have been executed a little bit better. Yeah, I agree with Mike T on this. I I think Miami is – they got incredible amounts of assets Mm -hmm. for that pick, and that's exactly what you want. We can talk about the latter part of their trade afterwards. And then for the 49ers, I I just go back to this for Mike T. If you have a guy pegged, you know exactly what you want to achieve with the third pick. Um, is that guy going to be an heir apparent? I still think you could have got a Matt Jones later. There's something, there's something smells fishy about that to me. Jay is not buying I'm not it. buying into it, Mike T. It's, it smells fishy to me knowing how John Lynch has been able to misdirect us before. There's a history there with him and that. All right, we'll move on to this. There's also the one other thing, if I could add, from the Dolphins' perspective, it's also basically saying, yeah, two is our guy. Exactly. Two is our We're guy. Locked into two is that the best decision we might have to adjust this grade down the road, but we'll see. But there was another part to you know, this deal. You know, I, I, Go ahead. So, go ahead wait, 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 Alan, one thing. I think there's a little scar tissue here between Duke and Stanford. Jay Will, the show's about 10 minutes old, has taken multiple shots at John Lynch. I think there's some Duke-Stanford scar no. tissue going on here. Just I'm me. Not, but I'm not taking shots. I'm just saying. John Lynch always has tricks up his sleeve. I'm just watching him. That's all. Jay has trust issues. Pretty yeah. clear. Yes. Pretty clear. There. Drake right. and I are close. Trust issues. Yes. <laughs> so. In the, uh, in the second part of the day, which, again, this is the one where you just were like, wait a minute, what? And that is that the Dolphins, after making this trade to 12, said, let's get back into the top 10. They make a deal with the Eagles. They move to six now. So let's go first with the Eagles, them making that deal to move out of six. How do we grade this? Yeah, yeah, Alan, really solid grade. I give them a B. I really like this trade for them because a couple of things. At 12, they're going to get a really, really good football player. They actually swap a fourth and a five, but that's sort of inconsequential. They got a first-round pick next year. So assuming Carson Wentz plays 75% or more of the snaps in Indianapolis, the Philadelphia Eagles were going to have three number one picks next year. That's an incredible position to be in. As a GM, one time we had four first-round picks back in the Jets. When you're in a position of strength like that, you have unbelievable flexibility for unforeseen opportunities. So they're really in a good position. And... The C Miami Dolphins that we just gave an A plus to, uh, we're going to give them a C minus, and I think we're being generous. It could be actually below that. And here's why, guys. You're sitting with the 12th pick. You move up to six, and basically you give up two first-round picks. And if you think about that, the Buffalo Bills gave up less with the Minnesota Vikings a year ago to get Stephon Diggs. So if you're Miami, you're all in on Tua. Great decision to agree with it. You believed him in a year ago, stay with him. But if you have two first-round picks, you could call up the Seattle Seahawks and say, hey, DK Metcalf, great young player, no guesswork, no projections. Seattle doesn't have 
a one for the next couple of years. They're dying for good young talent. I'm sure they would take two ones for DK Metcalf. You could call up the New Orleans Saints, a team that has a lot of cap problems, and say, hey, you know what? We're going to give you this year's 12th pick. We're going to give you next year's one for Michael Thomas. I'm sure the Saints would say for two ones, we're going to do it. So when you look at it in that sort of context, I think Miami just rushed to a decision to say, hey, we're going to get Kyle Pitts at Jamar Chase at six, which unless something changes, that's going to be a great player. But it's still a projection. And why not take the certainty of a frontline superstar in either Michael Thomas, DK Metcalf. You probably could call Arizona for DeAndre Hopkins for two ones. Again, when you think about what Buffalo paid to get uh, Stephon Dix a year ago from Minnesota, that's why I think they paid an enormous premium that wasn't necessary. I'm with Mike on this one, too. I, I feel like it was almost a missed opportunity by Miami. And I, I know that Miami loves Kyle Pitts. I mean, look, he his times when in which he runs are like a wide receiver. The things he can do from the tight end position is absolutely incredible. I know they want to surround Tua with the pieces, even yeah. schematically. They're changing schemes this year for him offensively. But I feel like um, they could have gotten more from that. I don't know. I, I just like when you, when you collect picks, you got to use them, and I think that's what they did here. All right, moving on. So the team that did not make a trade, let's grade them anyway because they're at two, the Jets and – Clearly, some way, somehow, the Jets might have told the Niners, no, we're all set. We don't want to accept that offer. And I know, Mike, you've referenced that. So if we were grading the Jets for not making a move, what would you give them? Well, I think it bears knowing that Joe Douglas went to the University of Richmond, so I'm sure Jay Will will be more comfortable with this Jeez. decision than the <laughs> aforementioned Jonathan. <laughs> about but I, yeah, I, I give them an A-. minus. I think it's about chasing greatness and – if you're in the AFC East, you're chasing Josh Allen for years. You were chasing Tom Brady. Josh Allen is the standard. Zach Wilson, in my opinion, has a higher ceiling than Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, to me, is a B. He is Kirk Cousins. He is a solid NFL player. Zach Wilson has a chance to be great. I really like the fact that they stayed there. They didn't take an opportunity to maybe get all these extra picks, move out of the second spot. So when you're chasing greatness... You want to get the best player you can. I think they deserve an A-minus because of it. Look, if Zach Wilson is your guy, then Zach Wilson is your guy. There's nothing wrong with just being patient here for a minute. If a team was willing to give up that many assets for the third pick in the draft, imagine if Zach Wilson continues to build up. And say, for instance, you do decide that Sam Darnold is your guy at the end of the day. What are teams willing to give up for Zach Wilson? They give it that much for the third pick. Where are they willing to get for Zach Wilson? Too. Maybe show a little patience. Maybe just wait, wait out the market a little more and see how desperate a team like Carolina might get or something else. You're right. But it also – I kind of – again, as a Jets fan, Mike, I, I do also feel what you're saying as well. Chasing greatness is something that is probably um, written on the wall in Florham Park these days. It's just that's what you've been doing with Tom Brady, and you don't want to have to do the same thing now with Josh Allen how – how good he's been playing. But those are grades. I'll take an A-minus for the Jets. It was very interesting that the Dolphins get an A-plus and then get a C-minus, but as well explained by Mike Tannenbaum. That is Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. All right, off of this, we have a million questions, don't we? I know you do. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We will play Ask the GM Anything. Coming up next, also, is Russell Wilson, the week one QB1. For the Seahawks. <laughs> we'll ask Mike about that as well. After Jay has this from Indeed. Connoisseur of case management or a guru of global sales? Whoever you're looking to hire, you can find them all at Indeed. 
Sponsor a job posts an Indeed's instant match, searches millions of resumes in their database, and immediately delivers a list of quality candidates whose resumes fit your job description. You can add an Indeed skills test so candidates can show you their skills that go beyond the resume. No wonder Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I very much think, based on what Russell Wilson has said and what Seattle hasn't said, that a trade is still in the mix. I'm told that the Bears still are paying attention to Russell Wilson and have not abandoned hopes. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. There it is. This ain't no clash. It's not clash. It's not clash. I'll tell you that. Nothing wrong with clash. I respect clash. Just it is KJZ, though. That is Jay Will. I'm Alan Hahn, and Mike Tenenbaum joining us as well. Let's play more games this morning. These yeah. are fun. As we have Mike Tannenbaum for the hour, so we're going to take advantage of having a guy with front office experience in the NFL, an executive, a GM, has pulled off some huge trades in his time. And so we have a million questions off of the grades. We have a million questions about what's happening, whether it's the draft or anything else going on in the NFL, and so do the callers. So, Mike, are you ready? We're going to play Ask the GM Anything, and the callers are just going to come in and just fire away at questions. And as we know the rules here on the show – when you call in, we want you to know everybody's doing great. We tell you at the beginning of the show, how you doing, Jay? You good? Doing great. I'm good. Mike, good this morning? I'm good. Good. All right. So everybody's good. We don't need to ask us how everybody's doing. We don't need to say anything. We appreciate you listening to the show. What we want to do is just get right to your question. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So here we go, Mike. Ask the GM anything, and we begin with caller number one. Bring go. the heat. Bring the heat. Hello, this is Mike from Philly. Good, Mike. What's up, Mike? Okay, I have a quick theory. I want to know if uh, Mike Tannenbaum can reach into his bag of GM dirty tricks and confirm my theory. My theory is Jalen Hurts is our guy for the Philadelphia Eagles this year. He has banked three draft picks for next year in case Jalen Hurts does not reach the potential that we think. 
Now, here's where Robert Kraft and the collusion occurs. Wow. Robert Kraft helped Howie send these fake masseuse claims to Houston. <laughs> what? Okay? To solve this. So next year, if Hurt is not our guy. Did we let that go? I, I, I think we had to. All I right. Think we, I think we had Let's to. Let's tighten up, team. That got, that got, that, 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 that got really weird really quick. That got, that got a tinfoil hat on us, Mike. I don't know. Have there ever been, like, I mean, look, that's a, that's a wild conspiracy theory. But, Mike, have you ever heard of something, maybe not at that level, but something that maybe a team did just to put themselves in position to get a player that, you know, to get everybody else off the scent or something? Yeah, actually, you know, this time of year with medical information, there's a lot of ambiguity. You know, sometimes you want to run things by other teams and you hear things like, oh, well, he's off our board. And then let, uh, second, third round, boy, they're picking him. You know, interesting one was Rob Gronkowski. When he came out, a lot of teams had him off their board. And to New England's credit, obviously, they took him in the second round. The rest is history. But, uh, yeah, this is definitely the season of information and disinformation. So um, sometimes it's calculated. Sometimes it's organic. Uh, you got to be very careful this time of year. Really trust, you know, your people in the process. You got to always worry that, especially if it's a guy from Philly and he starts going, now stay with me. This stay might sound a little me. weird. This might sound a little weird. I don't want to stay with you. Stay with me on this. I want to let you go, actually. <laughs> exactly. So line two, make up for that. Bring the heat. Hey, this is Cody from Virginia. Um, I'm just, Mike, I'm wondering what in the world are the Niners doing? First, we have trade talks about Watson, then Darnold. Now we're going to take a crapshoot of the third pick, and we don't even know if Wilson's going to be available. So it's basically up in the air. So we take anyone kind of thing? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a great question. We've talked about that this morning. we got to give them credit. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago. That's really hard to do. They have to be convicted in terms of what they're going to do. And, again, I think it's Mac Jones because that's where they are today in Tuscaloosa. I don't think they'd be wasting time going to Ohio State and talking to Justin Fields um, from a standpoint. If that's what they were going to do, that's where they would be. So I think they made the decision. I think they feel great about Mac Jones. I think that's what the pick is, and they're all in on him. Despite what Kyle Shanahan said yesterday about they're going to move forward Jimmy G., I think he would be there reluctantly if they don't get some value for him. But they are all in on Mac Jones. They have a plan. That's who they think they can win a Super Bowl with. And I think the hay is in the barn in terms of that decision has been made. Jay, how are we feeling about the first two calls, by the way, the energy I level? Just, I, you know, I, I wanted our second caller to have some coffee or bring some energy. And our first caller, I just don't know where the hell he went. He was just... Uh, he was on some different stuff. He was out on the turnpike. You know, That's where he was. He was on something other you know, than coffee. He's out of Brian Barron's. He has a shovel in his you know, hand. My wife's from Philly, you know, and usually you get the question about, you know, cheesesteaks. Is it Pat's? Is it uh, Gino's? Is it Jim's? So I thought, you know, if it was a Philly caller, it was going to be about cheesesteaks. Right. <laughs> and then, of course, it's none of those, none of the above. And then don't ask Giannis Atenacumpo about it either. All right, Jay. With, Jay, with? I, I've, I've not done well here. <laughs> Jay, can you bring in the third caller, please? Third caller. I said, let's bring the heat. Can we bring some heat? Let's be succinct. Let's go. Um, I'm Jackson from Virginia. Yes. And Mike, I want to know how you're grading the Dolphins rebuild um, with the Larry Tunsil and Minka Fitzpatrick trade. Mm. Boom, Jackson from Virginia. What He's they the turn best. That into. Love Jackson. Yeah, great question. Uh, those were two good players, but they were able to get great value. You know, when you really look at the Laramie Tunsil situation, really turned into be first four first round picks between 
the initial trade with Houston and then the subsequent trade with San Francisco and Mika Fitzpatrick, that was for a first round pick. And, uh, you know, sometimes that happens. A new head coach comes in, Brian Flores. He inherits Minka Fitzpatrick. Pittsburgh gets him. I think that was one of those trades where I think both teams can look back and say that was a win-win. People, I just want you to know, Jackson's 11 years old. He's 11 years old. <laughs> he's a long-time caller, right and he's bringing school. the heat. Right you better school. pick it up after Jackson. You love it. And by the way, thinking of, uh, of Laramie Tunsil, when we talk about conspiracies and all different things that happen, remember what happened to him on draft day, why he, why he fell to where the Dolphins could get him, right? Just start there. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then what they got out so, of that. So that's an amazing story. So, and, and Alan, I was there, and mm-hmm. that was our first year we were together. Chris Greer, the general manager, Adam Gase, the head coach, and, and obviously Steve Ross, the owner. And going into that draft, guys, you know, we talk about, like, disinformation and everything else, but we were going into the draft. We had the 13th pick in the draft. We had a very good left tackle, Brandon Albert. Not great, but a really solid player. And like any team, we had... 8 million needs from corner, pass rusher, a lot of things. First-time head coach and Adam Gase. And the last thing we needed was a left tackle. And, you know, obviously that video unfolds in real time as the draft is starting. And I'm sitting there, and and I'm watching Baltimore. And and Baltimore does a great job, and they needed a left tackle. I'm like, well, Tunsil may fall. You know, Tennessee, we thought, was certainly going to take him. And then things start unfolding. And once he got past Baltimore, Baltimore took Ronnie Stanley, who turned out to be a really good left tackle from Notre Dame. I was like, wow, he may get there. And then at 12, the Saints, I thought, were going to take Tunsil. And when then he didn't, we had this massive inflection point of like, you know, are all these other teams wrong? And, you know, we fell fell back on preparation and we had a ton of information. Laramie's a really good person. Really good teammate, obviously had made a mistake, and we turned that into a great opportunity. And we picked what was then the number one player on our board with the 13th pick. Yeah, it's amazing. And then, of course, what they turned him into as, as well, Mike. I love that story. I've had that told to me a lot when I was in grammar school. I like you. You're, you're a really good person. You're really a really nice person. You're a good friend. Oh, that means you don't like me. That's mm. what that means. Yeah. Mm. Friend zone? Yes. I, I, I totally get that. All right, let's get back. <laughs> it's KJZ. Alan Hodd, Mike Tannebaum taking your questions. Jay Will hanging out with us, of course, as well on ESPN Radio. We're playing Ask the GM Anything, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Phone lines are loaded up, so let's keep it going. Line four. Uh, Yeah, this is Drew from Illinois. Um, This is Bears' question. So, I think uh, Ryan Pace, he can't go into the season with just Andy Dalton and and Nick Foles. That's, That's a death wish for him. So are, are we going to go harder after Jimmy G or Sam Darnold, or who's it going to be? Great question. We've talked about that quite a bit. And if you look at it objectively, in my opinion, last year towards the end of the season, Mitch Trubisky outplayed Andy Dalton. So by them signing Andy Dalton, I don't think they've gotten better. And I think Sam Darnold will give him a better chance to win. And sometimes there's trades of convenience. And maybe after the draft, if everything sorts out where Chicago doesn't draft a quarterback or the Jets go ahead and draft Zach Wilson, maybe there's a post-draft uh, trade when Darnold goes for maybe a third or a fourth-round pick. But I think in such a consequential year for the Chicago Bears, Sam Darnold would give them the best chance to win, definitely over an aging Andy Dalton. And it depends on, obviously, what the Jets could possibly get. Kimberly Martin said that a lot of GMs have been telling her a third-round pick, some saying maybe something conditional because, of course, the fifth-year option is there and you're not sure you're going to keep them. So Jets might not get a lot for Sam Darnold, but 
there, there will be a market for him, you have to believe, especially after the draft. Let's get to line five. Go ahead, line five. Uh, Eli from Maryland. Um, I just want to know, have you ever had any heated arguments with any players uh, in your time in the NFL? And if so, which one? Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. Ha- happens all the time. Actually, uh, my first year when I had the privilege of being the GM of the Jets, we, we, the year before, I was the assistant GM, and we lost two quarterbacks in, in seven snaps, Chad Pennington and Jay Fiedler. And we had the fourth pick in the draft. And I knew very, very early that we should take DeBrickashaw Ferguson, who went on to have a really good career at left tackle. And a lot of the building wasn't really in on that decision, so we had a lot of spirited debate. And ultimately, Coach Mangini came around, and we went ahead and, and took DeBrickashaw. And when you draft offensive linemen, you know, that's not really like a wild pick or get people excited, but... He was the building block and the foundation for a lot of really good teams that we had. And later on in the first round, we actually took Nick Mangle. So here I have my dream job in New York City at the time. I was the youngest GM in the NFL. And the first draft, in the first round, we have two ones. And we take DeBrickashaw Ferguson and Nick Mangle. So there was really not a lot of excitement or buzz about it, but really turned out to be good picks because they were foundational players for us. Should have taken Reggie Bush. Should have taken Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush. Should have traded both picks and gone up and gotten Reggie Bush. Any quibbles with Keyshawn? (laughs) Any quibbles with Keyshawn that we should know about? Oh, yeah, we've quibbled. And, uh, you know, so just to bring everybody in on that conversation. So when we got to the Jets in 97, Coach Parcells, head coach, GM, Keyshawn was drafted in 1996. First pick overall, deservedly so. We get there, and, and the part about Keyshawn that people don't realize, he was obviously a really, really good receiver. He was a great blocker. We used to put him in the slot, and if the team would go nickel against us, he, he was a great point-of-attack blocker. But anyway, let's just say there was an economic remuneration disagreement, Ooh. to put it mildly. You know, He was getting paid X, he wanted Y, so there was a remuneration <laughs> issue, and that was not going to be solved after a lot of conversation. So... Coach Parcells to, uh, called Rich McKay from none other than USC. And Rich McKay said, we said, look, we would trade Keyshawn Johnson for a first-round pick. And Rich McKay said, absolutely not. Keyshawn Johnson from USC, I got to give you two ones. And the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. And it worked out. I just love Mike has the different phrases that make things sound kind of not so bad. You know, spirited debate, which actually means there was spit all over the walls as we were screaming at each other. And then Mike's, Mike's proud to say, and I won that debate, by the way. Let's keep this going. As by the way, the Alan, yeah, go ahead. Alan, one, one other, uh, in terms of vernacular, we never had pay cuts ever. We only had pay adjustments. <laughs> Smart. Pay, pay adjustments. That's it. You like walk that. away just feeling like, right? When somebody yeah. says go to hell, you're like, I look forward to we that just trip. just adjusted your payroll. That's all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Keeping the conversation moving on. Ask the GM anything with Mike Tannerbaum. We go to line six. Go. Hey, this is Tyrone from Georgia. Jay Will, you my dude. My man. Uh, Mike G, my Falcons, we need, position, we need help at every position on the defensive side of the ball. Do you think it's feasible that we get out of that fourth pick, pick up some extra picks in this year's draft, and empty the bucket on the defensive side of the ball? Mm. Or do you think Matt Ryan has flipped to the point where we need to get in this quarterback fight? Wow. Yeah, those are all really good points. Uh, Tyrell, I think that Matt Ryan's close to the end. And if you're in year one, with Terry Fontenot, who's a young, talented general manager from they just signed from the New Orleans Saints, and then with Arthur Smith, 
absolutely, they need a lot more help on the defensive side of the ball. But if there's a quarterback there, and Trey Lance, to me, is someone that's really interesting because you know we talked earlier in the show about chasing greatness. I think Trey Lance has a chance to be great. And Matt Ryan, albeit, has had a really good career. In year one, I would take Trey Lance. But no doubt about it. All three levels could use help. I do think A.J. Terrell is going to be a really good corner, first-round pick last year. But if Trey Lance is sitting there at four, which I think he would be, I think that's going to be hard to pass up if I'm the Falcons. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, we're brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Tune out the nonsense. Tune into Straight Talk, offering the Samsung Galaxy A51 for 199 bucks and $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plans. No contract in America's best networks. We continue well, this has actually been great energy, great fun, and it's a, like Mike has an answer for everything. That's which is, of a, course, this very is story time with Uncle Mike right now. That's what I'm listening. Yeah, the to. stories are the best part too. So some of these calls are spurring some of the stories. So let's continue. Ask the GM anything. We go back to line one. Hi, this is this is Max from Maryland. I'm, the Jets were sitting at two. Miami's at three. Miami got a truckload for their pick. Why didn't the Jets do that deal with the Niners? Are they angry with Salah? Why not the Jets? Great question. I think the Jets just said, hey, we are all in on Zach Wilson. And when you watch Zach Wilson play, and I went to see him in his bowl game because I was so intrigued by all this noise about him and and how quickly he's gone up draft boards. He is a little bit bigger than you think. And what's remarkable, guys, right now he weighs more than Trevor Lawrence. And you wouldn't think that because Trevor Lawrence is a long, linear sort of build. Zach Wilson is a little bit more compact, but his accuracy down the field was tremendous. And they had that one loss to Coastal Carolina, but he played well. So I think if I'm the Jets, even though they're, I agree with the caller, there was a big, big haul of picks. I think they made the right decision because in the next 10 years, Zach Wilson has a higher upside than Sam Darnold. Mike, real quick, if you're Pete Carroll and you're in the great Northwest and you're understanding that, hey, we want to reboot our franchise, Russell Wilson maybe is not our guy moving forward, and I'm watching Zach Wilson. I want Zach Wilson more than anything. Do you, do you give a call to Joe Douglas? Absolutely. I certainly do. That could be a win-win. And then we actually came up, uh, I get it, Greeny and I, we came up with a three-way trade that we actually think puts all three teams in a better position Russell Wilson goes from Seattle to Chicago. A second-round pick goes from Chicago to the Jets. The Jets trade Sam Darnold to Seattle, and Chicago sends two first-round picks and Roquan Smith to Seattle. So now if you're Seattle, you come out of this with two ones, Roquan Smith and Sam Darnold. So Mm. if Sam Darnold develops, you may have your quarterback of the future. If it doesn't, you have a great linebacker, Roquan Smith, and two first-round picks. Chicago's obviously in a better situation. They have Russell Wilson. And if you're the Jets, you're going to have Zach Wilson. And now you get a two for Sam Darnold. I, I said this like three weeks ago. Not yeah. exactly. I said three-way trade. And I got poo-pooed on. It's like, oh, the three-way trade's never happened soon. in the NFL. It was too soon, Jay. It was too never soon. happens in the NFL. We don't yeah. do that. Yeah, we weren't ready for that. Yeah, again, that's our NBA mentality of like the, the three-team, 17-player trades that happen uh, in that league. Mike, we got one more because this has been a lot of fun. I'm told line five is the way to go. Line five, how you doing? Wow. Line five? That's Don't let us down. You're our last one. That is disappointing. Does he not know? Are you there? <clears throat> yes, I Who heard you. Who knows if there's a line five? Okay, that's you. Is that me? Yes, that's oh. you. Oh, here's my question. All right. Okay. <laughs> this is Rudy from New York. I'd like to know if the Jets, after selecting Zach Wilson – 
can get back into the first round at number five and trade with the Bengals so they can keep Kyle Pitts away from the Miami Dolphins? Ooh, boy, that's a really interesting question. Boy, that would take a lot. I mean, the Jets and Joe Douglas does a great job of amassing multiple first-round picks. Gosh, I think that would be really hard to get all the way back up to five. So um, I think if that's who the Dolphins want, and we're assuming, um, I think it would be really hard for the Jets to do that. So I think it's just too far for them to come back up from the bottom of the first round. But, boy, that's an interesting sort of uh, scenario for them to try to come out of this with, you know, Wilson and Pitts. So the only other variable here is, you know, what does Cincinnati do? A lot of people like myself think they'll take an offensive tackle, Panay Suell, out of Oregon. But... Let's say they take Jamar Chase, you know, now Miami, maybe they do take Kyle Pitts, but there's also a scenario where if uh, the Dolphins value Chase over Pitts and maybe Pitts goes by Miami. So there's a lot of things that have to play out. We know that Miami went up for a playmaker. We just don't know which one yet. And uh, stay tuned. But Kyle Pitts could be in the AFC East. Mike, this was great. I'm surprised that you would respond when somebody said, "Can I, I give you a couple of fourths and maybe a third, and you give me that, give me that six pick? You think we could do that? I, I want to know. I want to know Rudy's last name. <laughs> Did it start with a G? It was Rudy His, G. It seemed like he was a former mayor of New York City. It sounded familiar. He's already at Yankee Stadium. He saw J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And our guest here in the first, well, I co-host, not a guest, part of the family, Mike Tannenbaum, joined us for the entire hour. We appreciate all the energy you brought today, Mike. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. And, Jay Will, I want to validate something. I did make a three-way trade in 2006. We actually traded John Abraham to Atlanta and got a first-round pick from Denver. So they're not something that happens often, but you can make three-way trades in the NFL. See, Mike, always blazing the path, a pioneer. Say goodbye to Mike and hello to March Madness. Controversy coming up next. KJZ, ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.